When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents The Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and today we have on Megan Roop, the founder of Sculpt Society, the number one dance and cardio and body sculpting workout app. So Megan is here to help you kind of set up the perfect wedding workout timeline and how to feel like your best self on your wedding day. Hi, Megan. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited you're here. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be great. Um, so I just kind of want to just jump right into it. Yeah. Um, I think it kind of goes without saying that there's like this immense amount of pressure put on brides yes. for like how they look and like this whole idea of like, and I I hate this phrase so much, so I'll only use it this one time, but this idea of like shedding for the wedding. Oh, it's such um, a bad phrase. Yeah, it's literally, <laughs> I want to set it on fire. It's so horrible. Um. So I just kind of want to talk to you about that and like how brides can kind of avoid this trap because yeah. I think it's like a pretty easy one to fall into, like the restricting and the binging and the excessive working out. And, you know, I think you have kind of a good idea on how to balance all of that. Yeah. I think there's so much to take in there because so much of that is surrounded by the noise of diet culture and what we've brought been brought up to believe and that there's this one day in our life and we're supposed to be the thinnest on this day, which for some reason means the most beautiful in our culture, right? And so I've had so much experience with past clients, current clients who are wanting to get ready for their wedding and want and want to lose weight and be at their quote unquote thinnest because they there's this pressure to, to do that. And I also have past clients that went on a restrictive diet and went mm -hmm. super crazy around, around their wedding and now look back at pictures and they're like yearning, this constant yearning to get there again, which is not sustainable. So for me, it just is such, um, it's setting women up um, for failure in, in this need to look a, a certain way mm -hmm. and B it's just not a sustainable lifestyle. So that's why right. for me, I'm so anti diets. I'm anti anything that you can't do long-term because it's not going to last and it's not real. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, and we can dive deeper into this, it is so important that you look and feel like yourself on your wedding day. Mm -hmm. And also when you think about your partner, like your partner 
is with you now, not right. the version of you that you think is better, which I, in this case is quote unquote thinner. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 there's so much to unwrap there. I think subconsciously as women in this culture who are being told repeatedly that we need to look a certain way and specifically look a certain way on our wedding day. Yeah, it's really like I was saying, it's such a slippery slope. Like I know with myself, I struggle so much with like my own like relationships with food or my body or working out. And like then you kind of magnify that and it's like your wedding day and it's like I have to be this other person. And I also think people get confused that sometimes like like skinny doesn't mean healthy. No. Like you don't have to be so thin in order to be this like healthy version of yourself. And thin also doesn't mean happy. Right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I look back at photos like when I was struggling the most with my like relationship with food, for example, and like I was miserable. Like yeah. I look at those photos and I'm just like, oh my God. And no one had any idea, you know? Yeah. So I just I, I think that the conversation around like dieting for your wedding, like really we need to talk about it because it's yeah. so toxic. It is super toxic. And I think I think the bigger the bigger conversation is is really changing how women are is are approaching fitness, movement, mm-hmm. and food, and h- how they're feeling in their body and what they feel is quote unquote worthy. And so It's a larger conversation because as women, we, I think, have all experienced on some level some negative relationship with food and our body image. And so it's so, it's such a deep um, problem (laughs) that, that yes, we can talk about our wedding day, but it, it really, to me, stems back to just our, just our relationship with self and our relationship with food and our body. Yeah, for sure. And like, how can a bride kind of navigate that whole, this whole process, like this whole feeling, like where do they even begin? Because I think that that's like the moment that they get engaged. It's like that automatic, like, all right, I'm starting right now, like got to kick it into high gear. And it's like, well, wait a second, like pull back. Like, what are you doing this for? Like, are you doing it to be healthy and create like a new lifestyle change or what really are you doing? You know? Yeah. I mean, I remember when I got engaged and, and this is by the way, at a point in my life where I had, I had really worked on my body image, worked on my uh, relationship with food and was, and is now in a very healthy mindset around it. And even I experienced a little bit of that and it's just the subconscious conversation that starts because we're, we're getting all of this outside pressure um, around this notion that this day is supposed to look a certain way. And so I think it really just simply starts with the, the check-in with yourself and those conversations you're having with yourself, that belief system about your body, what you need to, and I put quotes around that, look like, and reevaluating those belief systems so that in your day-to-day leading up to your wedding, you have a healthier mindset and approach around that because it can spiral really quickly when you're not tapped in and tuned in um, to even just those simple conversations you're having with yourself. Because if it if it's negative day in and day out, you're gonna start to feed into that. But if you can mm-hmm. kind of remove yourself from some of that those negative conversations and change that conversation about not wanting to 
start a crazy diet or workout program that you're not going to be able to stick to long term, mm-hmm. right? Then, then pushing back on some of those thoughts gets can become a little bit easier. But if you're not not even tuned into those belief systems, it's easier. It's going to be easier just to fall into that diet culture moment. Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, and then with the the whole social media aspect too, like you're constantly like comparing and contrasting and like this person looks like this. And like I suggest like cutting back on yeah. social media. I know that that's like super hard, especially, you know, I work in social media, so it's it's really hard. To, I like, like I get my screen time like every Sunday and I truly like want to die. I know. And I think that's important too. I think, but I think for your mental, yeah. I mean, listen, even if you don't work in, in social media, people's screen time is the amount that we're scrolling every day is really impacting our mental health. And that feeds into comparison. And actually recently I, I did like a two week stint where all I did was I would go onto social, I would post on my stories, I would post to my feed and I would get off. And for me, like you who works in social, mm-hmm. that was the first time I'd really done that and given myself permission not to do it. Um, and I can tell you my mental health. Oh yeah. And also I will tell you my energy levels were so much higher. So yeah. there's just something about the drain that the, the energy drain that goes into scrolling into comparison. And so I would challenge, like you said, I think that's a really great piece of advice is if that's a, you're around your wedding, you know, try and take a little bit of a social um, break. Yeah. I mean, the doom scrolling, like I, I mean, everyone does it, but I swear, like if you just like turn, not, I'm not going to tell you to turn your phone off. Cause like, that's just not like realistic, but to like put your phone down even on the weekend and just like not like you said, like post, but then ignore everything else that comes after that. It really will save you a ton of energy. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. What do you say to brides who might feel like they need to lose the weight for their wedding? I would push back and really ask them, 
you know, is, do they actually need to lose weight or is this a perception of, of what they think they need? Mm -hmm. And I would really, what I do is I really encourage my brides to want to have their wedding day feel like themselves to really, I think that there's nothing wrong with wanting to feel comfortable, calm and confident in your own mm -hmm. body. And that is my true passion to have all women experience that. So whether it's your, your wedding day or a regular yeah. life, it's really guiding my community and, and specifically women to want to strive for that. And that confidence can, maybe that means for someone losing a couple of pounds, there's nothing wrong with wanting to strive for that. But it's, it's getting when you, again, it's like that slippery slope of yeah. like, you know, the extra five pounds, I'll be happy when. And mm -hmm. so getting women to be happy now and, and finding a way of movement that feels empowering, feels grounding, allows them to feel, and then then allows them to feel confident in their body without right. having to lose weight or, or get to some ideal standard that just isn't sustainable for anyone. You know, no, that's the thing. And it's so complicated, like, cause it's so complex. Like if you really feel like, okay, I want to get into a healthier place, a healthier mindset, like absolutely like go for it, start taking classes, start, you know, doing whatever you feel like you said, to be in tune with that. But like you said, to check in with yourself, I think is so important and to really realize like, okay, why do I want to do this? What, what is it? You know? Yeah. And I will also say it's interesting in my early twenties, when I was going through a really negative time and experience with over-exercising, yo-yo dieting, binge eating, when I was mm -hmm. so obsessed and focused. And unfortunately, when you start a diet or you start a really crazy workout program and you're running every calorie that you're eating or burning, when that is your sole focus, your body stresses out and holds on and it, it's not sustainable in long, in long term. Right. So for me, when I look back at that time and I look back and then fast forward to now where my approach to movement is much more intuitive, I'm much more gentle internally with myself. I'm I'm very much like making sure my conversation about my body towards myself is positive, as cheesy as that can sound. My body has <sighs> relaxed. And I can tell you it's less dieting, less hardcore movement, and I've never looked or felt better. So if, if, if that's a trick for anyone listening, is just to actually, when you obsess, I think sometimes our body holds on even tighter because they're like, mm -hmm. wait, I'm like, I'm, I'm in It's like going into shock. Yeah. Like, like what are we doing here? And, yeah. and you know, all of your mental focus is going towards and focusing on this one thing when we can, mm -hmm. if we can actually just relax and have a healthier um, mindset towards movement and food. I actually think the better results come because your body ah, isn't so stressed out. I completely relate to the obsessive part of what you were saying. Like, I remember when I did the whole 30 for the first time, and I'll never do it again. And I think if it works for you, that's amazing. But because of my past relationship with food, I found myself becoming obsessed with like what I was eating. I yeah. would plan every meal to a T. I would like I would wake up and I would think like, okay, what do I have in the what do I have in the fridge? What do I need to go to the grocery store for? Like it became this like soul obsession. And like, well, yeah, I, 
I could tell a difference in certain aspects, it was not worth it to me because it was all I thought about. Yeah. And I think like when you're planning a wedding, you don't want that to take no. over your life. Like no. you have so many other amazing things going on and like so much to look forward to that that really shouldn't be like your top of mind, you know? No. And I think, and of course, like, I, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I, I highly doubt <clears throat> there is anyone who's done a strict diet like that for years and years and years and feels good. You know, there's, right. Right. <laughs> there, you know, I think most people become obsessed because it is so calculated. And so mm-hmm. it, it, you start to develop, um, these behaviors around food and then it, beca- and then it kind of can spiral from there. And I think that's why, again, like it's why diets don't work. And I, and I can, I literally can remember myself in my twenties listening to conversations like this and, and really feeling frustrated because I was like, I don't believe you. Like there's, there's mm-hmm. no way that like there's food freedom and that this girl who's super in shape is, is not eating, is, is eating carbs. Like I, I remember getting frustrated like that. So yeah. if you are listening I want you to know there is freedom on the other side and that you don't have to live your life around these strict diets or crazy workouts and working out hours a day. Like I am telling you, the it is so worth it to put in the time to understand how to get to intuitive movement and, mm-hmm. and intuitive eating because there is so much more freedom on the other side and it feels so good coming from yo-yo dieting and binge eating mm-hmm. to be in this healthier mindset. What for the listeners who maybe don't know or aren't sure, like what do you mean by intuitive eating or intuitive movement? Like, yeah. What does that really mean? So intuitive eating is not a diet. I think that's like a misconception too. And that's mm-hmm. really hard for people who have come from the world of dieting. And so for me, it took me a really long time to get to this place. But it it started for me because I had just hit such a low of my yo-yo dieting and binge eating. And I was so sick of having every second of my day being going, going towards the calories I was eating and burning. And so, um, I read a book called women, food and God by Janine Roth. It is about intuitive eating. That was really my first introduction to it. And I think intuitive eating is really about taking it just simplifying your approach to food, right? If you watch a child eat, like my one and a half year old, mm-hmm. she tells me when she's hungry, she stops when she's full. There is there is no good or bad food. It's about what food feels good and gives you energy and understanding maybe the foods that don't. And mm-hmm. when you take away the label of good and bad and you allow yourself and trust yourself around food, you end up gravitating towards whole, real foods that make you feel good. Does that mean I'm not going out to dinner and grabbing a hamburger and a burger when I feel like it and I want it? Mm-hmm. I absolutely do. But I've, I've gotten to a place with food where there is no food that is off limits. And therefore, I am fully trusting myself around food and end up, you know, before in my 20s, if I went out to dinner and I had a, a burger and it was like an off night, right? Like it was like my quote unquote cheat meal. Mm-hmm. I would I would eat the whole thing and eat it until uh, you I go was crazy. Stuffed. Yeah. And the difference is now because I am intuitively eating, I trust myself around the food. I enjoy it. There is no shame around it, but I stop when I'm full. And, and the next day, by the way, I don't wake up and I think to myself, I need to go and do an hour of cardio and burn off that meal. There is nothing. There's, I wake up the next day and it's 
intuitively listening to my body. Am I hungry? I eat when I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I stop when I'm full. And also what kind of, what type of movement would feel good for me today and listening to myself that way? Yeah. This is like a really amazing, like you're, you're really opening my eyes and I'm learning so much. Like I feel like this was a conversation like I desperately needed to have, like just for me, like I'm being so selfish right now. I'm like, <laughs> wait, like this is like what I needed to hear. But I can say, I think it's also, but it's very scary to go, if you right. are someone that's very regimented. So like I lived in New York for 15 years. I know if you are a New Yorker, like you have a very strict schedule, you have your workout classes, it's it's all very planned. And so these, I, this idea of, of intuitive movement and intuitive eating where things are less planned can feel mm-hmm. very scary because you're not necessarily controlling things. Mm-hmm. But I would give yourself, like give yourself a little challenge around it and see how it feels in 12 weeks because it, it is going to take time and every day is not going to be perfect with it. But, mm-hmm. but I think the more you can trust yourself it's like, it's really going to open things up for you. Yeah. And I think that your relationship with food, like, will just get better and better. Oh my gosh. It can be really complicated, especially, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the trend of like almond moms. Like, have you heard of these? Oh God, no. Okay. So it's like girls or women who are like millennials who grew up with moms who are like, I hate to call them boomers. Like, I don't want to call my mom a boomer, but like they're called almond moms because they're like the moms that like, you never saw eating growing up. Mm, like interesting. they ate, you know what I mean? And they like guilted you mm. into like, we should go on a walk. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like you sit a lot, like mm. that type of vibe. So it's really interesting. Um, like hearing your approach, I feel like us, like younger generations, have are developing much healthier yeah. relationships with this. And I well, think it's that funny. That's great. I mean, also like I grew up with a mom, like, oh, I never saw diet. She ate chocolate cake. Like my mom set such a healthy example for food, but I still, you know, in my early twenties yeah. went through that. So I think it's 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 also just a culture that we're growing up in. It's social media. Oh, sure. It's it's so much, and I think it's such a complicated subject as well. And I will say, if you are listening to this and you're struggling to get there, and you're finding that you have these obsessive behaviors, also seek out some help because I do think yeah. if I could have done something in my early twenties, that would have been super about like much more valuable than taking so long to get to this place that I am now. <laughs> I, I, I should have been in therapy and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and I think it's so valuable if, if you are struggling in any way, go talk to someone if you can afford it. I realize it's a hard, that's an yeah. expensive thing to do, but yeah, there are some great resources out there like yeah. for, you know, like payment plans, you know, things like that. So I definitely, I am very, very pro therapy. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com betches. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Unfortunately, like, Shopping for wedding dresses, I think, too, can be a bit triggering for a lot of people because not every boutique is size inclusive. Um, I've heard horror stories of women who work at boutiques saying like crazy things to brides, making comments. Yeah. Just highlighting a lot of body insecurities. So what is the best way to kind of go into dress shopping with like Mm. a positive mindset? Oh, gosh. You know, I had such a different experience because it was 2020. I was a COVID. I got married in oh my 2020. God. <laughs> and I, I had to go solo, masked up to these appointments. And it was so bizarre. But I can tell you, I tried on, and I'm a, I'm a thin woman. I tried on a lot of dresses that didn't fit me. And that felt weird. So if you are a curvier woman, I, I can only imagine that that does not feel great to not have a size option. So I think Mm -hmm. it's, maybe it's researching different boutiques that have different ranges of sizes that are, that can, um, you can fit into, because I think having that experience, um, it's, it's important to not feel like why, why are all, um, bridal dresses size zero or two? Like that is like a, just, it's insane. It's an insane sample size. So, um, I think that maybe it's it's bringing people, you know, now that we're in 2022, almost 2023, mm-hmm. like having, you know, your group of, of women around you that are, are going to make you feel positive. If you have an almond mom, maybe maybe you're not inviting her. Maybe she's not coming. Maybe she doesn't yeah. come. I, yeah. You know, if you have, if that's the case and you have one best friend that you feel really confident and close with, it, I think it's just important to if you are bringing people that they are going to make you feel positive positive. and like lift you up. Yeah. I, especially because like I am also such like a naturally self-deprecating person, like, and I don't like a lot of attention on me. Like I would feel like, okay, I need to bring like the most positive, happy people with me because like I might not love, I might hate everything that comes out, but like they'll like kind of steer me in the right direction. And also, don't you feel like this like weird American tradition to have like 10 people at your wedding? Like yes. if that's if that's not your thing, it would not be my thing either. No. Like you don't you bring one person. Maybe you go so maybe you do go solo. Like mm-hmm. maybe ha- just like uh, that makes you feel more comfortable. Um so I think it's important like you don't have to go with all of these crazy traditions either. Yeah. Or like 
go by yourself for the first time, maybe try on like two dresses and that's it just to get it out of the way, like the sh- the mere like shock of it or like the stress. Because I, I, this is bad, but I only online shop because I hate going into dressing rooms. Like it just stresses me out. The lighting is bad. I feel shitty. Like what if like, and if I do go into a store and I have to buy something, I have to be like completely like makeup done, hair done, or else like I'll feel like a slob. Right. So I just think too, like just going with people who are making you really comfortable and like, you know, hopefully you get a really nice like clerk. Are they called clerks? (laughs) I don't don't even know. (laughs) Yeah. Like I think they're called clerks. Yeah. You know, hopefully they'll be nice. So you're all about like reaching your goals, but also having fun. So it doesn't have to be this like hardcore intense process. So what is your advice to brides like kind of starting off and getting into a routine? Like for someone who like has no routine right now, like they're not, they're not working out like, which is fine. Um, but like, what is your advice to kind of getting them going if that's what they want? Yeah. If, if that's what you're, you're wanting to do. And by the way, movement doesn't mean losing weight, right? Movement can feel joyful and fun and it can feel challenging and sweaty, all these things. And I think, yes, one thing we can do to connect back to our body is movement. And so for me, it's finding a way of movement that feels really good for you. Um, the Sculpt Society is really a fun approach to full body sculpting and some light dance cardio, but we have so much on the app that if you're not into dance cardio, if you just want something low impact. So I would say to someone, if you're listening, you have no routine and you're looking to start something, I'm a big proponent for committing to less so that you can show up more. So committing to shorter workouts, and I'm talking like 10 minute workouts. So doing these shorter workouts, but doing them more consistently and building that habit because you're coming into it with no habit. And so it's going to take a little bit of time to build that in. And if you're telling someone who doesn't consistently work out to throw on a, even a 30 minute video, that can feel really overwhelming. So I think it's, it's starting smaller. And so I have a bunch of quickie programs. I would say find a program that you can stick to just, and by the way, not a program where you're like, writing down every calorie you're burning, but it's a a program that's going to guide you on what workouts to do each day. There's a calendar just so that there's less decision fatigue, right? It's already been, it's already hard to start something when it comes to a a movement practice, but if you can have guidance on, okay, this is what Megan's telling me to do for the next four weeks. I can, you know, here are my off days here. Here's each day of the week. Um, and just start small. Um, Mm -hmm. it's really to me, commit to less so you can show up more. Yeah. Like, for me, I get so intimidated by working out in the gym. Like, it scares me to my core because I have this, like, really crazy mindset that, like, you have to be fit to, like, go to a gym. No. So I'm like, I, that's, like, so not me. And um, Do you do so, like, at-home I, workouts then? So I used to. Okay. Um, and then, you know, kind of fell off that wagon a little bit. But okay. now I, like, make sure, like, I walk my dog every day. Yes. Like, like, I just – like you said, like, start small. And I've seen such an improvement, like, in my energy and my mood. Yes. That I'm not even really doing it to, like, lose anything or, yes. like, get fit, quote, unquote, whatever. I just – I'm doing it just to feel better. Yeah. Um, And so I love that. I love that advice of, like, just start small because yeah. I think if – if you start and you overcommit, you'll get burnt out so quickly. That's like for someone who's like 
you know, like I said about the whole 30, like I went from like zero to a hundred. I was like going like from zero to like not eating any sugar, like nothing. Like I was nuts. Um, didn't last 30 days, I can tell you. Um, but I think if you start, like you said, small and then kind of just like work up, like you'll find that it's a much more sustainable yes. lifestyle. And here's the thing, like I think to this concept of like, you know, done in 30, but <laughs> movement and eating is the rest of your life. So mm. finding and investing in a movement practice that is effective, that is fun, that is mm-hmm. joyful, that does feel good for you, that is sustainable, that can be, that can, you can create a habit around is going to be the biggest investment because you have the rest of your life, right? And mm-hmm. every day we want to get in some type of movement, you know, even if it is a walk outside. But, but my point to all of that is it's not just finding a 30 day program. It's finding a movement practice that you can really, um, grow with. Mm-hmm. For sure, because it's like you don't want to start at like not a beginner class. Obviously, you kind of want to start at the very beginning and then like work your way up. And like you said, you want something that you can grow with because eventually if it's something you really enjoy, you'll eventually become like advanced and then mm-hmm. you can keep going and growing. And I think that that's like so important. Yeah. But for those that kind of want to start the new year, not even maybe like for their wedding, but they want to get active and healthy, what – do you think they should prep for? Like, like how does someone prep for that? Is there a, should they, like, I know you said kind no. of start at the beginning, you but just got to start. I think it's, it's yeah. again, you know, for me, January is important because we have so many people who have a little bit more motivation, right. To, mm-hmm. to, to start something. And listen, motivation is really important. So I'm excited. I get excited for January because I want to be able to show people how amazing movement can feel when it's done this way. And so um, I think it's, again, it's finding a way of moving that feels good for you. I have so many different tracks and programs people can start depending on your level, depending on what you want to do. So we have like this entire personalized workout finder quiz. That's like, how much time do you want to commit to it? Mm -hmm. Do you want to do all low impact? Do you want to do dance cardio and skull? And then what level are you? Are you a beginner? Are you intermediate? Are you advanced? And from there, we will tell you what program to do. So I have, mm. I mean, I have so much content. So I think again, what's so nice, also I pre and post sale. So depending on like what, where you are, what stage of mm-hmm. life, it's just finding that program and starting and also remembering that like, if you are starting from scratch, it doesn't need to be six days a week, you know, it can be mm-hmm. smaller. And so I think, this idea that we need to, to me, it's like the, the delayed happiness effect of like, when I lose 10 pounds, I'm going to be happy. When I make right. X amount of money, I'm going to be happy. It's, it's deciding now to shift how we are feeling and to take action. And that mm-hmm. can be, it can be a small amount of action. I'm a, a firm believer in the power of a quick workout and how that shifts, how we're going to feel in our bodies, how that goes into the rest of your day, feeling more confident in your work in your relationships, all of that. And that truly to me is the power of movement. But I don't think Mm -hmm. you don't have to prep for that because you can find a beginner. If you're a beginner, I've got a beginner program for you. Yeah. What is the difference between like low impact and I guess high impact workouts? For me, it's how it's programmed. So my low impact sculpt, there's no jumping. It's using your body weight. If you're a little bit more advanced in my low impact sculpt classes or my full full body, no dance cardio classes. Mm-hmm. We'll use um, two or three pound hand weights, ankle weights, but you can also use literally just your body weight. And so 
I'm still, I'm still programming it in an athletic way. So it's still challenging. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not just like laying on my side, pulsing my leg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I have also, then I have classes where it's a song of dance cardio into sculpt, back into dance cardio, back into sculpt. So it's a little bit more high intensity because you are jumping. But I think it was really important to me that if you're coming to the Sculpt Society and you just want that low impact, you don't want to do dance cardio, that there's honestly, there's more of those types of classes than even my dance cardio classes. Can anybody, like any age range, do your class? Oh my gosh. I have such a big wide um, age range, which was so exciting to me during the pandemic was seeing so many oh, I bet. mom and daughter duos. And I still see it um, when I'll, I'll do the like large scale pop-ups. So I was just in Dallas for like a 200 person mm-hmm. event. And there were so many mom and daughters there together. I'm talking like a 21 year old and 55, 65 year old woman. And it was so fun to me because, you know, you get to see this generation of women, um, that grew up with Jane Fonda, right? And they haven't yeah. really found something I think that feels joyful, like I think Jane brought to her workouts and in a new updated way. And then I think that what happened is their daughters introduced them to the Sculpt Society and now they like they moved together. And that was so special to me. So yes, I have my mom is 66 and she does my slow and controlled um, low impact program and she loves it. That's great. I can't wait to tell my mom about it because she's always looking for like a new like routine, yeah. like a new like class. Slow. Like- if she's like slow and controlled is more of like a, a slower um, pace class. So have her try mm-hmm. that. If that feels too slow for her, I have faster pace yeah. classes too. I went over to her house the other day and she was, you know, she works from home like everybody. And next to her were these like little hand weights. I, and I was like, what are you it. doing? And she's like, Sometimes I just got to sit here and go like this, Sam. I was like, okay. I love it. I was like, okay, mom. How can someone like build a routine? Like what is like a good way to start? Like how how does that even happen? I think again, I know people are like, oh my gosh, she's saying this again. But if you don't have a routine, I want you to commit to less so you can show up more. It is Mm -hmm. truly – it's, it's, it's just takes time to build that habit. And that comes with consistency. So if you cannot each day, if a 30 minute video feels like too much, I want you to commit to my quickie program or a quickie, right? 10 minutes and do that consistently three to five times a week, do that for a month and just start to build Mm -hmm. upon it. Because again, this is your journey for your lifetime with fitness. So if you are someone that wants to build a healthy relationship around movement, you're not going to just jump into doing an hour a day, which I don't even want you to do consistently. That's just not sustainable. So I think I know how to program a really short, effective workout that's going to feel good, that's going to give you results, that's going to help you build consistency and a habit. So if you're listening really try, try and lean into that, right? Try and like reframe that fitness doesn't need to be 60 plus minutes a day for it to be effective. Mm -hmm. It's really building the consistency, building the habit. And that can be just 10 minutes a day because we're all so busy. Right. And again, this goes, this is for your lifetime. Like you're going to show up every day and you're going to want to find a way of moving that you can commit to. 
Mm-hmm. I think that that is such like a big misconception around like workout culture is that you have to do it for an hour. It is like, you such have to go to the gym for an hour. School. Aren't you so sick of that? Like I'm so sick of it. And I feel like it's all driven by like because I think for such a long time men really yes. ran yes. this like world yes. and that was their philosophy like you got to hit the gym yes. for an hour. And that obviously, like, we just kind of naturally took that on because we're like, oh, like, that's what everyone's doing. But it's really not true. You can get an effective workout in 30 minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. I just think also that type or style of movement, those those voices are really loud. So we hear it over and over again, too, in our culture. And so we've just grown up with thinking that, like, in order to have a workout routine, we have to be doing 60 plus minutes a day or it's doing nothing for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm here to show you that you can get a kick-ass workout and amazing results and feel super confident and strong and empowered in your body in under 30 minutes a day. Yeah. I think that that's amazing because it's also like intimidating. I'm like, I don't have – first of all, I don't have an hour. Oh my gosh. Sometimes 30 to minutes like, is like To like impossible. wander around no. the gym. Like. And I like look back at pictures of when I was going to the gym every single day for like an hour and I like wasn't even jacked. I'm like, what am I doing? Oh, I can show you pictures. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay. You wouldn't even recognize me. And I was like literally, it would be like hours in the gym. Like, yeah. And I'm like, you could, like, I was thinner, but I like wasn't like ripped. Like, I was spending like an hour plus in the gym every day. Like, what was I doing there? Because I wasn't doing anything that was really effective for me. You know, yeah, and maybe it wasn't program. Like you didn't, you weren't, you were just Girl, floating. There was no program. Yeah, were you floating? I, yeah, I don't know what I was doing. I was like on one machine, and then I would like lift a weight, well, I, and then I. Would, like, I mean, that's the other issue I find with gym culture is so many women, and it's still such a prevalent um, question is or a thought is that women need to be doing hours of cardio a day. And that's such a misconception because I can tell you when I was doing hours of cardio a day versus now, which is just a sprinkle. We do, we need, as women need to be doing more strength, less cardio. And I I get so frustrated for the, I get so many like messages from women who are like, I'm going for run like eight mile runs every day Mm -hmm. and feel like that's the all, that's the only thing I can do. And they feel so trapped in that cycle and so again, it's it's just giving your time yourself the space to 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 figure out and play around with what does less cardio look like mm-hmm. and how do I feel doing a little bit less cardio? Yeah, that's really that's really helpful. This has been such a helpful episode for myself, honestly. Good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Okay, so this portion of the podcast is where we do, it's called the bride's help desk. So we read a, a written in submission from a bride and they have a crisis and we basically help them solve it. Okay. So let me read it to you. Love the podcast and hearing real brides. I have a situation that I would love some help with if you have time. Okay, well, girl, we have time. <laughs> My future mother-in-law has been looking for a mother-of-the-groom dress for a while, but has been waiting to order and buy something since she is also on a major weight loss journey. My fiancé and I are really proud of her, but as the bride less than six months out, I'm getting a little worried. I have offered to go shopping with her, but nothing has worked out. She has ordered a few dresses and asked for my opinions, but has not liked any of the options. I want her to feel confident and sparkle since this wedding is for her only son. And I showed her a picture of the dress my mom ordered so she could get a feel for the formality and style too. So two questions. How do I encourage her to pick something a little bit more formal than she is thinking? And how do I tell her to buy and order something sooner rather than later? Oh, that's a tough one. I think, I think just being, I think the fact that she showed her what her mom is wearing is, is important and, and saying that I would love to see her in, in a, I would love to see her in a more formal gown as well. Mm -hmm. I guess, why does she want to see like the dress so far in advance? Like, I don't, I mean, who the bride or the, oh yeah. I think she is probably just concerned that like she won't get one in time Mm -hmm. or it will be like last minute and like, it won't be the dress that her mother-in-law will feel confident in. My biggest thing was that she's on this big weight loss journey because I have a best friend who just got married and her mom did the same thing, like was wild. Like she was on this journey and like you could not get her off of it, which is fine. But she waited so long to find a dress. And I think it stems more just from like an insecurity. Like it's the same thing as with brides who try and dress. Yeah. It's like it's nerve wracking. Yeah. Like you are – this is also a big moment. Like her only son is getting married. She obviously doesn't feel secure and confident. This might not be the advice she's looking for, but I would just remind her that you can get a tailor. Well, that's what I was about to say. I would say yeah, like, like, uh, like for my own – like kind of giving her – saying – telling her mother-in-law it's giving her anxiety that she's waiting so long. Let's find a dress now. And if you need to get it tailored closer to the the wedding, you, you certainly can. Mm-hmm. But it's also the, this whole idea again of like waiting till you're, you've lost X to get happiness to buy your new, cl- right. right? Like so many girls are like, I won't, I won't buy the, the jeans I really want until I can fit into the side. Like all of these mm-hmm. things, it's, it's just like delayed. Like let's, let's not delay. Oh anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I just recently got over that where I was like waiting. I was like waiting to buy clothes and waiting to do this until I could like fit. But I'm like, why am I doing that? And it completely changed my mindset when I just started buying clothes that fit me right now. It's completely changed my life. And it sounds really simple and easy, but it was like a hard thing for me to come to terms with. So I just would like nicely remind her that like you're proud of her. You're happy for her. Um but she needs to get on it and you will help her find a good tailor. I mean, I think you, you've you got great advice here. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, when I was reading it, that was what was going through my mind is I was like, a tailor. Like, that's just all this woman needs. But I, but I was like, I don't want that to just be the only piece of advice. 
Oh my God. Well, Megan, this was amazing. I want you to tell everybody a little bit more about Sculpt Society and like where they can find you and follow you. Yes. Yes. If you are looking to really transform your relationship with your body and your relationship with movement and finding a really fun way to, to move your body, um, you can find me at thesculptsociety.com. On Instagram, I am at Megan Roop. I'm also at the Sculpt Society, also on TikTok with those handles. And if you want to try it for free, we've got a seven-day free trial on our website, which is thesculptsociety.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And you guys, as always, till death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Samantha Bush, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Salzmacat, social media by Samantha Bush. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.